Good day, I'm Anne Dolenshek and you're listening to Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. In this episode, we're in conversation with Michelle Eurster, Digital Marketing Manager and Product Specialist at Vital Foods about all things vitamins and influencer marketing in that industry. Grab a coffee and listen as we discuss the shift of consumers preferring bite-sized content. Why it's important for brands to make it easy and convenient for consumers to buy their products in 2021 and the importance of measuring campaign results. If you enjoy this podcast, you will also enjoy our fortnightly newsletter that keeps you up to date with influencer news from around the world. Subscribe at the link in the show notes. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand brands and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influencers. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today. I know you're super, super busy. But before we get into the episode, can you please tell us more about yourself and your journey to becoming the Digital Marketing Manager and Product Specialist with Vital Health Foods? Well, thanks, Anne, for inviting me. It's actually, starting with this question is actually very interesting. I uh, never knew there was something like a Digital Marketing Manager when I started wanted to go studies but i always had a passion for you know equipping people with health knowledge education uh, especially around the health sector so i went to study dietetics and i really enjoyed it but uh, felt when i started working i missed something i started working at vital health foods uh, which you know focuses on healthy foods helping people to live healthier lives uh, making healthier choices even with vitamins and yeah, I, I, as, as I got exposed to digital marketing, uh, was writing blogs, helping with social media planning, and it just became such a big passion of mine uh, where I could help to equip and educate people through digital. Now digital has become a big passion of mine and the, with the health that I've studied initially. Yeah, that's how I ended up in this position and I'm really enjoying it a lot. What an amazing story. So you really did kind of marry all your passions into one job which must be so satisfying and fulfilling yes it's you don't always get the opportunity to to marry all your passions like that but it have to and the other thing about digital it's it's changing so often so you don't ever get stuck in doing the same thing over and over one thing works today and then you have to keep on changing it up so how are we going to keep on having these conversations and having this information but in a bite-sized way for people to grasp easily as they scroll or as you watch youtube videos so yeah it's exciting it's exciting journey it's an exciting place to be and digital look it's the way of the future and people's attention spans are so short so you're right it is distilling that education or that information to such bite-sized portions yes exactly and that's where creativity plays a big role and how you're gonna show it how you're gonna convey a message in a picture with maybe using a few words or now uh, how we can use you know people and influences and how everyone explains it in their different languages and from their different perspectives it keeps on it keeps it interesting and it keeps it like you said a nice bite-sized information to educate and empower people to make healthier decisions no absolutely so when we look at 
vitamins. I mean, vitamins have always been a huge part of people's lives. I remember as a child, even before school, my mom would make sure we have our vitamins. And in winter, it was Scotch emulsion. I mean, every South African child, I think, <laughs> was force-fed Scotch emulsion at some point in their lives. But have you seen, since the pandemic started, have more people started adding vitamins to their diets? Have people who never took vitamins before all of a sudden realized that there was real value in that? No, definitely. The pandemic showed a significant increase in product purchases. But even though that came from a place of, you know, we were so uncertain in the pandemic, uh, I believe there's a lot of good that come, can come from, um, you know, starting to the behavior change of taking vitamins. Because vitamins one of those things people are skeptical about it a lot of the times and we are in a generation we where we want instant gratification right especially with digital we, I, I want to go watch a video let's go to youtube and see if it's there already i don't know when we, when we were younger we would wait for movies to come to the cinema um, now we can just like search for it somewhere on the way on our websites but vitamins one of those things that the longer you take it the more benefits you reap for example with your your vitamin c's we have to take it to help our body fight these infections. We have to take our vitamin D. It plays also a very big role. The same as zinc and selenium. They all have a special function within your immune system where one protects your cells, the other one protects your airways, the other one helps your cells to fight. It's not just the one size fits all. But then you also have a next layer of benefits where vitamin C also helps with collagen production, which you know is good for the wrinkles and it's good for the joints. And zinc also helps with wound healing, which we know with, you know, a lot of young teenagers and pimples going through that stage. So, and then we also get calcium where if you take it now and if you, because I'm not a big milk drinker. <laughs> so if I don't get enough calcium in my diet, when I get older, I could struggle with things like osteoporosis. And so it's one of those things that you have, it's like a, a long-term investment plan is a good way to explain it. But with the pandemic and coming back to that question, I seen a lot of people change their behavior with you know what can i do um in this time where there's such uncertainty what do i still have control over i still have control over my diet and uh, my healthy behavior um so what can i do and, and one of those things was people starting to take their vitamins and multivitamins and you know vitamin c's and d's so that what we can do from our side we implement that Absolutely. Like you say, it's a long-term plan. And I know I also, I took vitamins. I take it on and off. Like when I forget, I forget. And over the last year, I've been very diligent. Like every morning after breakfast, I take my vitamins. And now that you say that vitamin C is also good for collagen production, I'm going <laughs> to double up on that. <laughs> you sure. see, education, education helps you to realize. And you're like, oh, wait, I didn't know that. Okay, now I'm definitely going to take it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm doubling up on my doses per day. But it's great to know that, you know, the longer you take it and more sustainable it is, the longer you'll kind of see that benefits coming through, which is amazing. Even with like omega-3 and uh, with your brain and concentration, uh, the, a lot of studies that show the more you take it, uh, it, bet it helps you with concentration and remembering things a lot better. But it has to build up in your system. So, yeah, just another example. <laughs> amazing. And I think that's very helpful, especially these days where we're all kind of working at home, doing everything from home, you kind of, your mm. concentration and your focus is kind of everywhere. So having that omegas in your brain for concentration would definitely be a booster for sure. So when we look at obviously behavioral change, which we've seen in spades over the last year, have you guys also seen that people who's buying vitamins are doing less so in store and more so online? 
And if so, have you shifted kind of your marketing strategies to also reach more people on social media and online versus in store, you know, trying to get people to buy your vitamins over other brands? Yes, I've actually read a study that um, within a few months of COVID, there's been, I think we'd said where South Africa would have been in eight years in digital, we actually grew in a few months, well, especially with the pandemic and us having to be at home. And how else do you, you know, if you forget, I don't know, if you want milk or you want bread with Checker 6060 and all of these online platforms that helped us with that. And we were so, we were actually forced to adapt to online purchasing. And we definitely saw that um, uptake in online sales in vitamins as well. And with that, we changed our strategy to focus a lot, lot more on being on these platforms, being easy to find for our consumers, social media, online display advertising. So we're definitely making sure that consumers don't struggle to find us when they want to purchase their vitamins. So it's an easy purchase, an easy experience. And um, yeah, the rest is delivering, delivering at home. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all about being easy to find for people because obviously if they know who you are and that you're a trusted brand, they're obviously going to choose you over other brands. And then also just convenience, convenience of home mm. delivery. And you're so right. We grew in leaps and bounds. I was a person who never really ordered anything online. I would just pop into the shops after work on a Saturday. And now my whole life is about scheduling the, that checker 60, 60 once a week <laughs> and disc game online and clicks and whatever. And convenience really plays into it. So if I know your brand, I've seen it. All of a sudden, I'm not doing my shopping. I'm going to be like, oh, vital. Yes, put it in the, in the basket, you know? Yeah, and that, that's the whole objective here is to help with that convenience. Because I don't know, these days I also find myself in shops and going through the aisles and I'm looking for one product. <laughs> like going up and I'm like, oh man, it's just so much easier on, on a website. You just like type in, I don't know, vital vitamin C and it's there <laughs> instead of having to go up and down. But that again is probably good for your steps, but <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> you, get, you, you get used to online shopping. No, absolutely. And I think that also goes back to your point earlier where we are that instant gratification, right? Yeah. I don't want to walk in a shop in aisles. I don't actually know the layout of the shop, where I need to find things. Online, like you say, I type in the keyword, there pops it up. I'm like, oh, great. Add to cart. Happy. Exactly. <laughs> to the point that you've changed your marketing tactics to obviously reach more people online. We know that Vital recently ran a influencer campaign for your hair, skin and nails uh, capsules. Can you maybe give us a quick overview of what that campaign was about? Okay, so yes, we did our first influ influencer campaign this year. And I think that will shock a lot of people because, you know, influencer um, marketing has been a big thing for a long time, actually. Okay, wait, let me take a step back. We have run influencer campaign, but not the exact one that we did this year. And I will explain yeah. that. You know, you, you, you get different kind of influences, uh, like your, I'm maybe jumping at Kanye a bit, but you have your, your nanos, your macros, and your micros. But there's a, there's a very specific thing with authenticity. And that's the main objective with this year's hair, skin, and nails campaign. Uh, we didn't want people to just look like they're planting products because they're part of a campaign or they, they had to do anything like that. And with vitamins, the one thing I was always skeptical about is that vitamins, it doesn't have that instant, like I said, you know, you can't take a vi like vital hair, skin and nail supplement one day and the next day you're like, yo, you know, my skin is perfect and my nails are strong and, and it doesn't work like that because your hair only grows 
a few centimeters a month and your nails uh, many i think one or two millimeters a month uh, you you it's going to take time for you to experience that benefit so um i was always skeptical in that sense so it's not like a we don't have a a retail brand where you know you just put on a nice jacket and you're like you know what, i love this or i don't like it we did the vital hair skin nails campaign and what i really liked about the nano influencers is that it's real moms women at home uh, wanting to uh, look good wanting to take care of their skin wanting to take care of their overall health and um, we had a journey with these ladies we uh, took them from you know a few months i think it was two months we sat we worked with them um, they used the product and one of the best results we saw is at the end of the month when they posted about their uh, testimonies uh, where they actually took pictures of their nails before and after the campaign and their hair growth and things like that and and usually after at the end of the campaign the excitement dies down but this campaign it actually hyped up at the end we feel like wow you know what this is actually working and that authentic feedback and authentic results uh, that you can't fake. That was really an exciting campaign to do this year. And especially with a product like Hair Skin and Nails, because again, we're used to putting things from the outside, you know, on your skin, putting on a cream or an oil and trying out a new conditioner for your hair. We don't always have that patience to, you know, take a multivitamin and, and give it a, a month or two to so you can see the growth in your nails. And a lot of ladies said, you know, especially that ladies that, what, what is this nails that they, um, what did they say, Sarah? Challenge or um, acrylic? Acrylic, that one. Yeah, I do the gel, gel, but a lot of ladies also do the acrylic, and uh, that could be very damaging to the nails. The nails and uh, how they said they sell on really like everyone in the salons using it now, uh, because doing that often also damages your nails. So now they have to strengthen their nails and get like we said beauty from the inside out. I'll tell you one thing. I actually saw this campaign. And I was following the content and I actually bought the vitamins myself because what? of it. Yes. <laughs> Yo, that's such a good, good feedback. Thanks. No, exactly. I was like, oh my gosh, definitely going into winter, hair, skin and nails. Let's see how this works. And I've actually really liked the product. It's working for me. So happy days. Oh, I'm so glad. And, and that's, that's the thing about vitamins. It's the, the more you take it, you don't always realize it just one day you, you wake up and you're like oh my nails aren't bending anymore that's interesting and then you, when you two put two and two together you're like oh wow it's because of the vitamins i've started taking <laughs> absolutely but also the nice thing or one of the good things that's come out of the pandemic after all these horrible things is that people are actually taking the time to take care of their health and their appearance as well and we've seen a big revival in skincare and not just like you were saying, we're putting things on our skins. People are, are taking care of themselves from inside out. So they're eating a better diet, they're taking supplements, and they're putting you know, the right formulations with natural ingredients and things on their skins. And you've seen people are raving about it these days. Skincare, health, beauty has always been a big thing. Where And where I think a lot of people also, I don't know if you've experienced it, but I've also gone more to the natural kind of not take putting up too much heavy makeup anymore because I'm not going to the office that much. And I'm actually getting used to not going more for the natural, you know, look as well. So people want to have that beauty come out from the inside and they're taking care of their skin. But um, so, yeah, people are like you said, people are looking for healthier ways to look after themselves.
I've actually read a study in this week still about how people are obviously makeup has taken a big knock over the last year because people aren't using that much makeup, but they are taking care of their skin so that even if they start going out again, their skin is so beautiful that they don't want to put too much makeup on it. It is actually fascinating. Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down to earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. Yes, and I've seen that with my friends and even myself. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I put on base and I'm like, I actually look better without it. <laughs> it's just you know, so we're funny. taking care of ourselves. No, it's, yeah. it's all going back to that minimalism. And there's a whole new movement about skinmalism and... Just, oh, uh, I love that, skinmalism. Yes. And then it's also there's a big skin positivity drive going where people are saying, you know, you need to love the skin you're in, whether you've got freckles or you've got a bit of pimples. That is still good skin. It's yeah. not bad. Just take care of it, you know? Oh, I completely agree. I can go on a whole tangent and do a whole <laughs> episode about skinmalism. We can do the next one. <laughs> we can do the next skinmalism one. <laughs> For sure. But obviously this campaign that you, you ran – did really, really well. And I think to your point, it is because you used people who was already vital vitamin users. They already were taking the supplement. They were already tracking their journey with you. And they really saw real results. It wasn't a big macro celebrity type who came mm. and was like, yeah, take vital vitamins, who no one really thinks is authentic. And I think therein was the genius in your whole campaign. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because I think with any, um, I'm not saying one is better than the other, like macro, mi micro, nano, but for any brand manager out there, every brand fits perfectly within a, a group. And I just think for this brand and for vitamins specifically, it fits so well in the nano influencer group because there is a journey with vitamins. And like you said as well, this group of women, they were already in the, in the vitamin market. It already was vital. But with this time, like you said as well, one morning you're like, oh, my God, I need to take my vitamins. I've been taking it a while. And then you skip a few days. But this, these ladies, they, they said like, listen, let's take on this challenge. Let's take on this daily taking my multivitamins and see what effect really does have and behavior pattern of you know getting up in the morning eating your porridge taking your vitamins does that really have an effect and people they saw that and like like you said our, our main our main focus was creating awareness around this brand but also this product and the effect of vitamins on your body a lot of the things you can't always see like for example if you take care of your liver health or heart health you can't get up one morning and be like oh my liver looks good today <laughs> um, but the hair skin nails that's some of the effects you can see so if those are the things you can see what else within your body has become healthier and better and functioning better that you just that you can't see just because you're taking your multivitamins regularly and uh, we had a i think very high awareness and reach um, of, within this campaign and I think the one thing that really striked me the most was the increase. We had the highest engagement with the last post, which I said, like, usually when you do something, you know, the engagement dies down, you know, the excitement, like, ugh, this friend of mine, another post about hair, skin, nails. Ugh, can she just stop now? Whereas the last post was like, listen, guys, this is actually my experience with it, which I'm very excited about because. Um, sometimes you know these things and you want to tell people about the things and within this nano influencer campaign it just created the perfect environment to create the storyline about the benefits thereof i think that last post that got so much 
interest and engagement, it's because that proof is in the pudding, right? So people have been seeing these girls post for two months and they go like, sure. And then that last post comparing the before and afters, people can't deny like, oh my word, this is amazing. And this is your personal story. Exactly. And it, and it what's best about it, it didn't come from a brand. It didn't yes. come from like us saying, hi guys, so this is how your nails could look looks now and this is how it could look. You know, like, yeah, whatever. That looks like two different people's hands anyway. <laughs> People have become so skeptical. Like, yeah, yes. that's, that's probably not even true. Where this is like real people's story, people they know personally. So it just makes it so much more real and authentic. No, absolutely. And we've seen over the last couple of years, people going against adverts just purely because we know if as a brand, you're going to tell me you're amazing. I'm yes. not going to trust that. <laughs> but if my friend says, but look at these great results, I'm going to be like, yes, okay, I trust this. Exactly. Like word of mouth via digital, which is exactly. as it become. That is it. hundred percent. And I just want to reiterate that you are completely right. There is a place for every type of influencer. There's a place for nanos, micros, and macros. It just all depends on what your objectives and what your group is and your industry that you're in. Oh, yeah, awesome. Because I just thought about that because I always said, oh man, if I was managing now, uh, you know, maybe a retail or a leather jacket brand, yo, you know, just give everyone a jacket for a photo shoot and I'm like, yo, that's a cool jacket. I want to go buy it. Exactly. Yo, how quick is that? Like vitamins? <laughs> no one's going to look at a vitamin and be like, oh, that's such a cool vitamin. I'm going to go take it. <laughs> so you have to... That's nice have and green. <laughs> that looks like I can swallow it. No, I'm joking. Uh, but like... Okay. So you have to like, and I think that's the excitement and the challenge and that's where creativity comes in. Like, okay, this is my challenges. This is my limitations. How can I use to what I have to my disposal in order to get this message across? Um, yeah, that you'd believe in at the end of the day as well. So Michelle, was the influencer campaign part of a bigger marketing campaign or was it kind of a standalone campaign for you guys? This one was a, it was a standalone campaign uh, with us wanting to try out influencer marketing. Obviously, we always boosted this with uh, on our website and social media. Um, so on a digital platform, it was part of a bigger digital campaign. But I think that our main objective was also just to see, listen, if we're going to do this with vitamins, how is it going to work? Because vitamins is a very regulated industry. And uh, the consumers also, um, just so maybe so if people listen, we can't, you can't actually just sample vitamins and minerals. So these consumers actually purchased it from us. And we did also give them a nice hampers, you know, with some vital things, but not vitamins. They, they knew they had to, to purchase that because according to regulation, we can't give it away. So that also is another limitation where if you had a retail, brand, like, uh, like I said, a leather jacket brand, you can, you can just maybe go send this to the people. Within that, those limitations, and us testing out this influencer marketing campaign, we saw, wow, this is something that can take this brand to the next level. So uh, it was not part of a, so answer your question, it was not part of a, a bigger above the line or, you know, in-store point of sale, but it was about driving also this brand awareness, which is always part of a bigger campaign at Vital. Then it kind of, I want to ask you, the big question is, why did you choose to use an influencer specialist agency versus implementing this campaign in-house? That is a very good question. And that is exactly why, there's a, like I said, we've, we've done other kind of influencer campaigns years before. And I've always struggled with tracking results. And what is the purpose of doing something and investing in something if you can't measure if it's success or not? And that is something I, I've experienced before where it, 
people, we could have seen what people posted, but there wasn't any good analytics or tracking or managing and even a, a relationship. Even though we didn't talk to our influencers, me personally, on a, on a daily basis, uh, we did, did the training. We did do the training with them. They knew me. They knew my face. And I saw them, some of them again. And it's like catching up with a friend. They're like, oh, Michelle, this is what happens. And, oh, I still need to, to tell you about this. And this my, now my whole salon is using it. So it's about this relationship that I, with the salt that created this environment, this training environment, and us meeting the influencers. I always believe in the power of building relationships and then becoming a true lovers of the brand, not just as, a, as something they had to do, but something that authentic that comes from them. And that's in the training. We always, I always just say, guys, be yourself, be real. We don't want you to say anything that's not true, that's not you. And um, if you don't believe it, I'm actually to at a point where I'm like, you know, if you if you don't believe it, rather just <laughs> so say anything because authenticity speaks with self and people can see if your, your friends are real or not. That's also a big reason because the salt gives so much guidance and support and we do follow up to the influencers. We ask them questions. So it's a gift that keeps on giving. So no, I really enjoy working with the agency and the help and the guidance in this process. I can't even explain it correctly. It's, it's just with this process and me also starting to love these influences, I feel like they really are a part of who we are. That's something that that they can, will continue to communicate because they've seen the, the benefits and seen us and seen that we want them to be real and we want the best for them. If you can create that, even with, with the campaign being done, that's something that will continue to live in their lives. No, exactly. And I must say, the salt or any other specialist kind of influencer agency, that's who they are, right? They are there to find your consumers. They're there to find the right people for your brand. And like you say, give that guidance. They've been doing it for almost a decade, you know, so they know the steps and they're also really good. Like you said, that relationship marketing between you and your influencers. And it's so nice to hear that you bonded with your influencers as well. So when, when we're speaking about results, what kind of metrics did you guys measure on the vital campaign so our main we we did um things like we checked the number of posts of what everyone did which was even more than you know <laughs> that also shows if people have a passion for for the brand or not uh where they actually did more than what was required and uh we also looked the biggest thing was reach and impressions so for that for that in order to help to create awareness we did track cost per click um but the, the CPM was the cost per thousand was the biggest one we wanted to get below, you know, below 10 Rand, which was, which we did It actually ended up being, you know, below eight Rand. So yes, it's, it really showed a lot of, of reach and impressions and created, you know, awareness for the brand, but not only that, it also created more content, uh, which, you know, you usually have to pay for blogs and things to be written or you have to do it yourself. Uh, where, you know, these consumers just spoke out of their experiences. Oh, that's amazing. And then do you think your campaign was a success uh, when you look at your benchmarks? Yes, because it's always a struggle to get your cost per thousand for your investment below 10 Rand. And just so to expand, it's like how much you pay to reach a thousand people. And ours is exactly seven rand 98 <laughs> which is far below 10 rand which is a, a benchmark reach so it really it was a, a extremely successful campaign and really i would definitely definitely do it again 
Oh, that's wonderful. So you actually came in quite far under your benchmarks, which is what we always aim to do. Yes. <laughs> Michelle, can you maybe talk us through some learnings or some insights that you kind of gained from this in, uh, from this campaign from a marketing point of view to anyone else who is maybe considering running a campaign and is maybe still a bit hesitant on that? I think it's a small thing to go a long, long way. So, for example, we we at, at the office, we packed a nice hamper for each influencer, which always goes a long way. Anyone, let's be honest, everyone likes something for free. But if you pack a hamper with, you know, some snacks and so I think we put in there, let me try, uh, we put in some creams because it was a hair skin and nail campaign. So we put in things like that, some branded T-shirts and things we put in there as well. And it was delivered to um, each of their doorsteps. And with the training, we really tried to get to know them as well. So for if I had to give any advice to, to someone, putting some effort into this campaign, meaning putting some time in, how are you going to make the influencers feel, feel special? How do you want to empower them? How do you want to treat them as your consumers, treat them as lovers of the brand? You know, people who can contact you anytime, if they, want to, if they have a question about the product or brand. If you do that, that will really go a long, long way. I also ask our influencers if they wanted to, you know, write any content, if they wanted to write a blog piece about, because let's be honest, if we all have different skin types, some dry, some, you know, too oily, some whatever, when we all have different hair, we all have different treatments that work for your hair. Some have more curly hair. I also said, guys, if there's some tips and tricks that you want to write for us, that we can share with consumers as to what hair care routine works for you and what skincare routine that you learn if you have this kind of skin. We actually made them feel like they can also make a big difference into other people's lives that are struggling with the same things they are or found ways. Because let's be honest, I've got this curly hair, which some, I have to read a lot of blogs as to what oils work for what people. So I think if you if you make them feel part of your brand, and feel part of your company, uh, you will find a lot of success with another influencer marketing. I think that is such great tips. It's just making your influencers feel part of your team, really. And they will go the extra mile for you. Exactly. No, it was a, I, I really, this is one of the best experience for digital marketing, I think. But like, you, like you've probably learned as well, you can have, if, if anyone just does this quickly and just say, people, you have to say this and do this, you're going to get out what you put in. It's like anything in life. <laughs> Absolutely, like vitamins. <laughs> like vitamins, exactly. Sadly, Michelle, we've come to the end of our chat, but it was really great chatting to you and listening how, of all things, vitamins and influencer marketing actually did really well. Who would have known? But before we say goodbye to you, please can you tell our listeners where they can find you online and maybe Vital online, where they can learn more about it? Okay, perfect. Yeah, Vital, so, so easy to find, vital.co.za, and uh, quick to type in. And we are also on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And if the people want to find me, they can go to LinkedIn and just look for Michelle Uester. And yeah, ask me any questions, and I will help where I can. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Michelle. I'm sure we'll chat soon again. Thank you so much, Anne. Have a good day. You too. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. 
In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.